Second hour of Love Babs Love Talk on Babs Rolls Ivy. I'm delighted to have artists from the uh, John Slade Ely House hanging out with me this morning. Hello, Melissa Sutherland Moss and Howard El Yassine. How are y'all? Good morning. Good morning. It is nice to have y'all with us today. Now, Howard, you were unmuted. I don't know what happened. (laughs) (laughs) It is a pleasure to be here with everyone this morning. All right. So, Y'all got a big block party coming up uh, Sunday. You're closing off Trumbull Street, which I don't think Trumbull Street has ever been closed up before. <laughs> There's all kinds of cool, groovy stuff going on. You're going to be launching some some art artist work um, during this uh, this this uh, block party. Um, y'all were just uh, um, y'all just uh, a group of, of of women got together and bought the acquired the John Slade Ely House back in May of this year. Um, and so uh, this is a wonderful time for this particular site. So somebody jump in and tell me what this means. Y'all can all unmute yourselves. <laughs> so we can have a, a good conversation. Good morning, Howard. You can jump in too, Howard. Okay, go ahead and talk. <laughs> okay, I think we might be having some, uh, some difficulties. So the the black party this Sunday is going to be amazing. There will be art. Hopefully, you come out for the art. Stay for the food. There will be collectives there. My collective is called SK Art Space, originating at Southern Connecticut State University in New Haven. Mm-hmm. And the eight of us are coming out. Our theme is home and transformation. So it was really exciting to transform that space into something that ignites memory. Um, And so that's what our theme is about. Super excited to be there this Sunday. Okay, so you come, you're coming, you're coming from, uh, you're coming from Southern. Your, Your particular piece of work started at Southern. Were you a student at Southern? Yes, I actually graduated uh, from Southern in 2009 with a painting degree. And then from Southern, two of my partner's best friends, we created a group called SK Art Space, which formed into a collective. And so it started in New Haven and then we shifted to New York. And now we're back in New Haven creating and just sharing that art with the community. Okay. And so, Sue, what is your relationship to the Ely Center? 
Hi. Hi, everyone. Good to see you. Um, I am a partner with Howard L. Yassin, and uh, we created Something Projects, and uh, we decided, and we're really excited and thrilled about this big block party. It's the first of its kind. There's never been a block party on Trumbull Street before. It's going to be closed off um, and open to the public. And um, we um, we are new, a newly developed collective, um, Something Projects. We um, we got an economic development grant uh, to create a project, which is the first of its kind. It's a statewide uh, art treasure hunt, um, involves 15 cities and with artists where you can go, you can drive by, you could participate. There's usually something to, to give, something to take away from it. So it's a literal exchange and, and interaction. And we've decided to take our space at the Ely Center and model it off of the exchange. So we're giving a little bird's eye view, a little sneak peek of what people will get when they actually go around and tour all the sites which are available on our website at somethingprojects.net. So all right, do we get a do we get a prize if we get to all of them in a particular particular? Well, there's kind of a little bit of a prize. And you know, our table is going to be set up outside and tons, most of our artists are going to be joining us for 15 minute intervals and some of them will have hands-on activities. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love this. So Howard, tell me a little bit, tell me a little bit more about how this came about. Uh, well, Susan and I have been, um, friends for, for many years and, um, we've, we've both, um, done lots of curating and we have our own art practices and, and I actually have had a long history with the Ely Center. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about this, this, um, block party because it, it is the first time it's ever been done. And I think Melissa did mention that, but, um, the exchange came about, or more before that, it was something projects. We applied for a grant from the state of Connecticut, which we received, and then we launched the exchange as our first project. And we have other projects um, in the works. Um, we're also doing something for um, open source um, um, for for um, art space um, in Westville, but. Um, it came about because we felt that, um, particularly with this project, there was a need to um, present something outside of the box. Um, so the exchange is an opportunity for um, spectators, for the audience, the artist audience, to interact with art in more of an everyday way, so that you don't necessarily have to go to um, an interior space, what we euphemistically like to call a white box. Um, we, we created this project room so that it would be another opportunity to engage with the public. Um, so you get, as Susan said, you get a snippet, you get a glimpse, um, really what we're calling them is clues um, to what you might interact with. And we have, we're, we're using QR codes um, to give you information um, about what you might glimpse or what you might see if you actually go to that site. But we're really trying to entice people to go to the sites. There are 15 different sites, not only to go to the sites, however, to think about art in a different way, to think about how they can interact with art as something that they engage with every day. If you're walking down the street and you happen to see something that looks like maybe it shouldn't be there, maybe it should be there. Maybe art should be part of our everyday 
experience in terms of an interaction. So that's oh, really I love what it. the project is about. This feels like the amazing race for artists. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, we hope that it's the sort of, I mean, we certainly um, have plans to repeat the, the exchange project, um, but we, we hope that um, it will continue to grow and right now it's 15 different cities, but we, we want it to be um, a statewide activity where artists um, of all different um, types, you know, whatever type of art you're making, there's space for you to participate in, in this type of project. All right. So have y'all have y'all run through all the spaces to see? I mean, I'm sure you have. Is it something you could do in a day or is it something you, you suggest people break up and do over a period of time? break up into over a period yeah, of time. But it's, I, I would recommend that they do it during the day, um, you know, because there's- And why is that, Howard? <laughs> well, I mean, it's if you're, because some sites are, for instance, on, I mean, if like, if you're gonna drive to Darien from New Haven um, and you're not familiar with the area, you know, it's, it's on someone's property. Um, so during the day, it's easier to see what, what it is you're looking for. Are you trying um, to tell me not to get shot at? You mean? No, I'm not <laughs> suggesting that. <laughs> it's really about being able to notice because it's subtle. So there's clues. Every artist gives you a set of clues, just like a treasure hunt. So you, in order to find the clues and to search out the clues, daylight is better just to be able to discover. Okay. I, I actually like this idea so much. I'm gonna see if I can get some friends together, and we're gonna we're gonna oh, plot our it. It would be plot, wonderful. plot our our trip. Will there be a clue at the block party? There will be clues yes. at the block party, yes. and our again, our project room is full of clues. Clues, um, like one clue that comes to mind. I mean, it just looks like you don't really know what it is until you spend some time with with the the room. But there's one one clue that comes to mind is just a stack of twigs. So you have to figure out what that means. Oh boy, this right. is too. This is a, this there, is so there intriguing. Are, <laughs> there are videos in the room, so all the right. artists made a video, and so they give you kind of the latitude and longitude of where to go. And there are definitely clues that they give you on the video as well. I love it. So Melissa, talk to me about what does it mean to have to be a contemporary artist right now? Ooh. What does it mean to be a contemporary artist right now? And it's not lost on me that you're a woman of color. So. Yeah, you know, it's a lot. I feel like that's such a loaded question for me. Of it's, course it is. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot, especially because right now I'm a first year grad student at MICA in Baltimore. And so being a Black woman, a Black contemporary artist right now is very difficult because of the conversations that are taking place, the dialogue, the knowledge share, the information that's being shared is a lot to take in and it's a lot to digest, but it's also a very exciting time to be alive and to be creating and to be capturing what's happening today in this present time. So I'm really excited to be contributing, to be a contributing artist to the narrative of today. Mm -hmm. So Howard, I'm gonna ask you the same question. Is this an exciting time to be an artist and it's Absolutely. not lost to me that you are a man of color? Absolutely, and I should say, I currently have a solo show up at Real Artways in Hartford. Um, so I hope folks can, can get to Hartford to see that the show is on view 
until January 8, um, and it's called Specific Matter. Um, but yes, it is a very exciting time to be an artist, an artist of color specifically. And I, I, Melissa and I do have a special connection. She's a student. I'm faculty at MICA in Baltimore. Um, <laughs> oh, no, I did um, not so, know that. <laughs> so this is a wonderful circle to, and, and I'm, I'm proud to, to participate in, in this round table. Um, but yes, I think art, art, art making is important, but I think as a person of color, it's particularly important and useful for us to, uh, to use our, our voices as, as artists, as our platform. Um, whatever approach we want to take, I think that there's no mon monumental or monolithic approach to art making. And I, it, it is important for anyone who's interested in making art to, to do so in a way that is truthful and honest and genuine and um, promotes um, our diversity and multiplicity and how we um, can navigate this, this, this world, this globe, and what yeah. we can contribute um, to make the world um, not only a better place, but how we can represent who we are and and who we can be who you know we are as um, black people as people of color as queer people whatever we um however we we see ourselves we have an opportunity in this moment to express that and um invite anyone who wants to embrace their identities to participate hmm. so what does it mean to to to, to have a, a ely center um in new haven because I, I don't know of any other contemporary galleries of well, this nature. The fact that they um, now own the building, I think, is a monumental accomplishment. Um, there are, you know, New Haven has a long history um, in terms of the arts. And I think the fact that the Ely Center has um, gone, has been around for many years, um, but has had um, difficulty um, trying to maintain their their space. And I think that the fact that they now own the building says so much about their tenacity and determination to represent the arts locally. And I think that this is an opportunity for um, people throughout the state and beyond to come out this weekend and experience what um, they're, they're able to, to present. Um, and we are all happy to participate in, in this moment. Um, I think it's the beginning of something new and something exciting. I, I love this idea. So so there's this big um, um, block party happening. And I grew up, and I think Helen Calder spoke to this too. She grew up too to say, grow, grew up in New York with, you know, uh, block parties was a, was a real thing. I grew up here in New Haven. Block parties was a big deal on the weekends, you know, where you would bring all kinds of community together, vendors, all kinds of people, bands, DJs, all kinds of folks coming together to sort of share and support. And I get the sense that this is going to have that vibe to it. What, what, yeah. what are your thoughts on this whole block party concept on a street that's never been shut down before? On a street that also leads to the highway. So it is monumental um, and, <laughs> and it'll be exciting for, you know, just people to come out. Normally, I remember block parties on Audubon. 
Um, but it's, I think that this is, it's going to be a showstopper um, in that you, you cannot ignore it. You have to walk, you, you know, it's the sort of thing that makes you want to stop and come and see what's going on and participate. Mm -hmm. And there are block parties um, sometimes on Orange Street down near Art Space as well. And I grew up with block parties. I mean, everyone would, all the families would, you know, make food and they bring in. I mean, this was, you know, part of my childhood, which was really endearing. And uh, so <clears throat> I think that uh, this is also going to be fun. And it's just fun. It's fun and exciting where the community discovers who, who they are, who we all are. So we all get a chance to gather in one space together and discover each other. And I just wanted to say one thing about being a contemporary artist. Um, I do want to say that I think this is an exciting time for others' voices to be heard. So I wanted to add to that conversation by saying that, you know, <clears throat> there's a long period of time where I think people of color have, you know, been shut out from the conversation. And it's, I'm really glad that they are being brought in to, and being honored and recognized in the art world the way they are. Women have fought for a long time and women of color also, we've been on the bottom for many, many years. And so now it's time, you know, it's time. This is a great time for especially artists of color. I wanted to just add that. No, thank you, Sue. I appreciate the, 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 the inclusion. So as contemporary artists um, and, and, and looking at the world, do you take inspiration from what is happening in the world or do you hear another source of inspiration separate or adjacent to like, what is going on in the world? I think one can't not take and you know take from the world. We're living in the world, and so it infiltrates the work that we do, whether consciously or unconsciously, it becomes part of who we are, and therefore becomes part of our voice. You know, but some artists like more, you know, more specifically, it's it's a desired um, commentary that many artists do choose to make. Um, <clears throat> my work has definitely embraced um, being a woman, being a woman. Um, it has also embraced the environment. So those things kind of seep into the work. I think it's hard to ignore certain things, even if the work might be, you know, kind of minimal or abstract. It comes mm -hmm. through. Mm -hmm. My colleagues. I'll, I'll let Melissa go. <laughs> Oh, I, I was going to say it's, it's really hard to not create based off of what is happening right now. And outside of the racial tension, just economically and the things that are happening in our day-to-day -day lives, I think I draw a lot of inspiration from what I go through daily, what I'm receiving via mass media or just from my peers. I think that creating from inspiration from the world is why it's really important to be an artist today in this contemporary world because you get to capture the reflections of what's happening today. And I, I would concur with, with what both Melissa and Susan have um, stated. Um, I mean, we as artists, we each work differently. We use different materials. We use different concepts. But I think that we're always inspired by what's happening in the world unless we simply live in our own silo. I don't think that any of us do. Um, some artists do, but I think 
for contemporary artists, it is very important to be aware of, um, of movements, of, of the politics, of ideologies that are not necessarily new. Um, some of them are more um, um, in the forefront um, in the current moment, but I, I always say that some of the things that we think of as contemporary have, have been there. They just have not been as present and there have not been as many opportunities for people to recognize that this is a truth. This is a reality that's always been there. It's just been shadowed. And we live in a moment where our voices can amplify things that have been ignored or silenced and we will not be silenced. Oh, I like that. Do you all spend much time thinking about who your audience is? Do, do um, you spend time I, thinking about who your audience is? Do you do you create work based on who you think might see this work? Or do you just create the work and whoever finds it, happy? <laughs> I think it's a combination for myself. I, I create the work that I want to make and I try to um, make it accessible to the people I think I would want to see it. Some people, I don't care if they see it or not, because I don't think that they would be interested. And I think that um, it's important to make work that's truthful, mostly. And so Sue, Melissa, Melissa, you as a new artist, not, I mean, not terribly new, but an artist that is emerging. How do you, how do you think about audience? How do you think about who sees your work? You know, I, I think that I'm now getting into the space of thinking about that now that I'm in grad school. But initially, I usually create for myself. I create what feels true to me. I create what I see. I create what is a reflection of my experiences. And I think as I dive a little bit deeper and I'm thinking about materials and how my work is perceived in a greater context, I'm thinking more about the people that I'm making my work for and who my work is speaking to. But I think right now, as I'm like in the process of creating, it's more so what I'm feeling from my heart and what feels true to me. So, so same question to you, Sue, because you are an artist, you are an established artist. You, 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 you get the calls, you know how to put the art out there, you know how to do all the things. Are you ever thinking about audience are you ever thinking about who is seeing my work and what do i want them to see or take away from this i do it's really a good question <clears throat> um like howard and like melissa it's a little bit of both for me for me first it's about making the work because it's setting up a series of challenges for myself that i kind of work through their material challenges their conceptual challenges their emotional challenges so i kind of go from that point first but a lot of my work is interactive and i want it to be so that people can walk under it walk through it so for me there is a there is really relevance to the point of who my audience might be um, a lot of my work is, you know, really invites kind of the act of touch, of feel, of interaction, and of play. So, and that's very intentional because I feel like when people have a chance to engage more than standing back from a piece, but really to walk through a piece or to enter a piece like 
physically, then they become, in a sense, committed to trying to understand what the piece might be about or how it affects them. Um, and sometimes by the act of color, I have really colorful work or play, you know, the interaction of, I use a lot of pom-poms and things like that in my work where there's movement. Um, it pulls people in to see the work and then gives them a chance to not only consider the work, but sometimes there's map keys and things like that, that really talk about maybe the more serious issues that people would ignore, but through the act of interaction and play, they're more willing to, to give the work a chance. Mm. Mm. So how do you all connect with other artists and, and, and who are you liking out there in the art scene right now? Like who, who, who do you like? I see their work is hanging at such and such a gallery. I must go see it. Like, who are you digging right now? Uh. For me, I'm just going to jump in. I'm gonna, okay. I'm just going to say, for me, it's mostly women artists that I'm really digging right now. Although, you know, there's tons of male artists that I like, but it's women and women of, you know, women of all kinds or women of all colors um, and women sculptors primarily. I am really excited by their work. I'm really driven by their work. I'm driven by what is happening with the exploration of materials and techniques right now. Um, people are really exploring just, you know, sometimes industrial materials in a new and different way, but that's really driving my work and it's really kind of reinforming my own work. I'll let my mm. colleagues jump in. Well, I, I, you know, when I get that question, I'm always going back to one of my favorite contemporary artists who's actually based in New York, Leonardo Drew. Um, I, I love the way, and he's from Bridgeport, um, Connecticut originally, but I, I'm a materials person. And um, in my own work, I use the materials to evoke um, a sense of place and and how we as humans interact um, in this in a visceral way to uh, materials and and what those materials how those materials can evoke a sense of time and place and um, and in some ways even a sense of of spirituality um, that um, is monumental but sometimes not um, specific to um, just. A, a, a certain cultural experience. So I love his work because it's transcending in, in, in a number of ways. Um, but I'm also drawn to, um, you know, a, a lot of work that is performative and, um, you know, work that, that incorporates sound um, and just innovative ways of thinking about what art should and could be. Um, ways that get people to think about things that are happening around them. I'm a firm believer in everydayness and how art, art making and the art um, listening or the art experience is something that um, in some ways is learned. And by learned, I mean refined, but it's, it's an organic um, opportunity that we all have to interact with um, materials or, or just experiences and think about those in terms of, of what art can be. Um, art for me is um, a way of thinking about um, the world we navigate on a daily basis, 
um, and what those um, those experiences or those materials we interact with um, can mean to our individual existence in, in helping us become the best human that we can be. And that could be, um, you know, walking down, that, that, can, that experience can, can range from walking down Dixwell Avenue to um, a street in Eastern Connecticut. Um, I'm, I'm interested in those um, those differences. Um, and, and within that, I'm, for, for instance, um, just to sort of highlight um, where that way of thinking can go, I'm very interested in redlining and um, what redlining does to um, human beings psychologically, emotionally, economically. Um, you know, you asked about the contemporary moment. Well, that's something that's been here for so long and its roots are so deep. Um, but how do we um, have that conversation in a way that is enlightening and, and brings us forward as human beings? Um, those who, whatever side of that red line you, are on or have been on historically, I'm interested in bringing people forward, you know, looking to the future in ways that we highlight the history, but also um, have participatory interaction and conversations about um, moving forward together as human beings. Mm -hmm. Even the mm -hmm. conversation is art making. Mm -hmm. Melissa, you want to take a jump in at that? You know, I'll be honest and say my focus right now, I'm, I'm taking a class at MICA curatorial practice. And right now we are focusing on safe space. And so my mind right now is really on how to create safe spaces mentally um, and physically within the art community. So as I'm like going out and engaging with different artists and getting to learn them and know more about them. I'm thinking about accommodations and the things that make artists feel safe. Or even when we go to the block party, like I'm super excited to just have my antennas up to just think about how we're creating safe spaces for our community and the artists who are contributing into, contributing to that idea of creating spaces that feel safe and what does that mean? Are we creating policy? Are we accommodating? What languages are we using in the art community that makes each other feel safe? And so that's kind of sort of where my mind is right now. And um, there are artists that I am looking up to and like following like Ashanti Kendall, Lisa Brown, a lot of Black women contemporary artists at the moment. But I would say, first and foremost, I'm really diving into and doing research on how to create safe spaces within the art community. Mm. Well, I am so looking forward to this big Black party. First of all, it's never been done on Trumbull Street, so that alone makes me want to see it. I love that the Ely House has owners, <laughs> has these new owners who are expanding the vision of what the Ely Center was since 1964 and what it is right now in 2022. And, uh, and I, I think Hey Neighbor is going to be a blast. So it is Sunday, uh, 51 Trumbull Street from two to five. And, uh, and there's, you know, parking is free on Sunday. So if you can find a little metered parking, that'd be good. And, uh, and walk in, that'd be great. 
So it was a pleasure to talk to y'all. Can uh, I mention one other thing? Yes, mention away. I just wanted to, in terms of parking, I also want to mention that um, we recommend parking for this event um, in the free public lots on Prospect and Sachem. Enter on Humphrey Street and Whitney Avenue. And then there's a lot, it's a Yale lot, 51 um, on Temple Street near, uh, oh, it's not a Yale lot. It's lot 51 on Temple Street, enter south of Grove Street. Mm -hmm. So so you can, you can park. Folks are very yeah. creative. They can find parking. That's a good little community right there. To, even if you park a ways, you could walk in. It's wonderful, walk, wonderful walking ways through that community. So uh, I look forward to seeing you all on Sunday. Yeah. I'm looking forward to getting my little, will it be a card so I can check off my, my where I go to do my amazing race for the art? I'm excited. Well, we do have notebooks at each site. Um, so um, when you visit the site, you're able to to um, leave comment. a comment about your experience when you okay. visit the, the sites for um, the exchange. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you all in live in living color in person. Uh, Melissa, thank you so much for being here. Howard, thank you. And Sue, thank you. Thank you. I'm excited for the thank Ely you. Center. Thank you. I will for see you all on Sunday. Yeah. Bye-bye. Enjoy everyone. the weekend. Thank you, you so too. much. All right. Harry, <laughs> have a good vacation. I'll see you soon. Thank you all very much. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Have a safe Good, happy vacation, Harry. I, I, I think you're going to be in Milford. <laughs> I think you're going to be in Milford. <laughs> oh my God, Harry has on a white shirt.